In this podcast, I would like to take a look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 2 to 7. And as we examine this, I want to I want to read for us that passage, Isaiah chapter 9, and beginning to read at verse 2. This is what it says. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulders, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as in on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. As we begin Isaiah chapter 9, the prophet Isaiah speaks of a time of great darkness that his people has gone through. We see this in verse 2 where he says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. So he speaks here about a people who walked in darkness and a people who uh, dwelt in land of deep darkness. Darkness here, notice, is described as a very deep darkness. And in this darkness, the enemy, of course, prowls, and, and those who live in this darkness are fearful for their lives. This darkness leads to a time of despair and, and hopelessness. And, and as we see here, this was the situation of God's people. And, and we can understand this in terms of the, the physical environment in which they lived, times of uh, deep despair, times when the enemy was approaching, times when the enemy surrounded the city, cutting off food supplies. It was a time also of deep darkness, not only in terms of the physical environment, but it was a time of deep darkness because it was a time where God's people had turned their backs on the, the only hope they had, the Lord Jesus himself. And so we find here, as we, as we open up Isaiah chapter 9, that there is a, a time here of deep darkness, and God's people were walking in that deep darkness. 
Notice, however, as we see this deep darkness, what happens as the verse continues. Verse 2 tells us that those who walked in this darkness saw a great light. And those who dwelt in deep darkness had a light shine on them. Now, when I was a child, I would go through the woods or in the, in the yard where we lived, and I would pick up branches or stones, and, and underneath you could see those bugs. And I would always like to watch the reaction of those bugs as they, as they were exposed to the light. They, they just seemed to scatter for cover of darkness. There, there was a sense that the light shining on them was, was a fearful thing for them. And, and, and we have to understand that is as we are walking in darkness, and specifically in the darkness of our sin, when the light is exposing our sin, there is a, a terror, there is a fearfulness that comes. This light, however, is not only can it be fearful, but it can be for those who are despairing under the weight of, of this darkness and those who are crying out. It can be a tremendous relief as, as finally the warmth of the light comes shining through and, and touches their lives. I want you to notice as we as we continue on in this that not only did the light come and shine upon those who were in this darkness, but I want you to see here the response of those who were in this walking in this deep darkness to the light that shined that shone upon them. In, in verse three, we find this: "You have multiplied the nation; you have increased its joy." They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. This light that shone upon the people in that day who lived in darkness was a light that brought great joy to the people. So that the verse tells us you have increased its joy. This light is described as a person. You you, the light that is shining upon us, have increased our joy. They rejoice before you because of the light that you have sent. They are glad, the verse tells us, in you, the light. And so we see here that the first thing that this light does is it, as it shines down upon the people who are living in darkness is that it gives them hope and it gives them joy. Bringing hope and joy, however, is not the only result of this light shining on the people. Notice what else it does in verses 4 and 5. In verse 4 to 5, we read this. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. Notice what is happening here. As the light shines, notice what it does. The yoke of his burden and the rod of the oppressor is broken. 
the boots of those who trampled on them as well as their blood-soaked garments are burned in the fire for fuel. The burning of the enemy's boots, blood-soaked boots that trampled them, the burning of the clothes that were filled with blood was a sign of victory. God's people were taking these tools that were used against them and burning them for fuel to, to heat their own homes. This light came to, to the people of God, as Isaiah speaks it here, and it came not only to bring joy in their hearts as they saw this light, but it also came to relieve them from the, the rod that beat them at their backs. It, it came to relieve them from the boots that trampled them in the dirt. It came to set them free from those who wore their, their blood-soaked garments and and God's people were experienced as this light shone upon them, this release from, from the burden and the oppression of the people. The light brings relief from burden. The darkness these people were experiencing was because of their enemy. And this light shone down. And as this light shone down, the enemy was forced to flee like those bugs under the rock. And the light shone upon them. They fled for darkness. That light overpowers them so that they fell before the light in defeat, like Saul falling on his face before the light that shone on him as he went on to persecute the church. You can imagine how welcome this light would have been to a people who were living in darkness, oppressed by their enemy. But as we continue in this verse, Isaiah goes on to describe to us the source of this light. And as we read in verses 6 to 7, we read about the source of this light. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish it. Notice how verse 6 begins with the word for. And this connects the verse with the light and the hope and, and the relief that they have that has been brought to them by the, in the previous verses. And, and so he says, this light has shone upon us because a son or a child has been born and a son has been given. This light that comes is in the person of a child and a son. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But the passage goes on to, to describe the, the role that this child would, would play. And notice how it says there, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. This child would become a leader of his people. He would take on the burden of, of leading them and relieving them of their burden upon his shoulders. He would govern his people. 
And, and, the, and the verse continues on and describes this child, who this child is. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, it's not our purpose here to deal with all these qualities and we could take, uh, each of these could take a session in themselves. But suffice it to say that these names were given to, it was, to a child that was no ordinary child. He is described as, as the mighty God, the everlasting Father. This child was God. Notice in verse 7 what this, how this child would reign. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it. And to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. The reign of this child, this child who is mighty God, everlasting Father, his reign would be a reign of peace, of justice, and of righteousness. And this is held in direct contrast to the reign of darkness that's described in verses 4 and 5 as a yoke of burden, a staff for the shoulders, and beating a, a rod of oppression filled with blood, with uh, bloodshed, filled with warriors trampling on, on, on God's people. How different is this reign of peace and of justice and of righteousness would be. It was the difference between the dark and the light, the darkness in which the people lived and the light that was now going to shine upon them. Now, to understand more about this child who is called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, let's return to verse 6. For to us, says verse 6, a child is born. The reference to this child being born shows us that he came to us like every other child came to this earth. He lived in his mother's womb and, and would be born like every other child. He was like us. He lived in flesh and blood as we do. And in the early days of his life, he depended on his mother and his father to, to give him life. To, he would experience what we experience in both mind and body. He would suffer like we suffer. His body would be the same as our body. He would die as we have to die. He would be born as any other child would be born. He would be fully human, and he would understand us because he is one with us in our humanity. Notice something else in verse 6. The verse says, unto us a child is born, but it goes on to say something else. It says, to us a son is given. Now, it would be easy for us to simply put the two together and say that a male child was born to us and, and, and leave it at that. But I believe that there's something different, uh, some deeper meaning here. 
The, 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 the phrase, a son is given, portrays something much more profound. This child who was given was already a son when he was given. Not the son of Joseph or, or of any human being, but the son of God. And we say that and understand that because he was given the title, a mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. In other words, this child who was God was given to us by God. In other words, the, the son of God was given. A child was born. A son, the son of God was given. There's a distinction made here. A child born, a son given. And that phrase, a son is given, speaks to his divinity, to his deity. It speaks to his being the mighty God. He is the son of God who was given to us through ordinary means. This child who was born was the pre-existing Son of God who came out of love to bring life and light to this world. He came to relieve us from the rod of the oppressor. He came to set us free from the trampling warrior whose garment was soaked with our blood. He came to relieve us from the burden of sin. He came instead to establish a reign of peace, of justice, and of righteousness in this world and in our personal lives. Now, as we think about what is happening in this, in this passage, let me ask you today, have you been experiencing this darkness? Have you been walking in darkness? Have you been living in a land of deep darkness? Have you been burdened with the weight of your sin? Has this darkness caused you to fear? Are you crying out for just a ray of light to shine into your world? Do you need relief from the guilt and the heaviness on your life? If you do, then let me remind you of the words that Isaiah the prophet spoke to his people of God who lived in that situation when he said, for unto us, for to us a child is born to us a son the very son of God is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace this child and son is none none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself he came as a wonderful counselor for you in all of your confusion and chaos in life he comes to you as the mighty God when, when everything around you seems absolutely impossible. He comes to you as the everlasting Father when you need counsel and wisdom and support. And he comes to you as the Prince of Peace in the midst of your chaos. 
this child is given. He comes to bring light and he comes to bring hope. He comes to bring cleansing. He comes to bring forgiveness. Don't live a moment longer in this darkness. Cry out to him now. Let him give you that hope. Let his light shine upon you. Let him relieve you of the burden that you bear. Cry out to this child today. As a man, he knows exactly what you are going through. Cry out to the Son. As the Son of God, he can do something about it. And he comes with love and devotion in his heart. And he was born in that manger in order to give you and I the hope that we need. Don't delay any longer. Turn to him. Cry out to him for relief. As he shines his light down upon you, open your heart to receive it. Receive the cleansing. Receive the the blessing. Receive the forgiveness. Because that is why this son came to this earth.